Good morning and welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Vaes Chanan Sheni, the second Aliyah in Pasha's Vaes Chanan. Our Aliyah is long, it is 36 Psokim long, writing from Perek Dalad Pasaketu Mem. The topic of our Aliyah is the warning. And this is the warning about the future. We're going to see a lot of interesting things in our Aliyah about Moshe's concern when the nation of Israel enters the land of Israel. It should be noted that this Aliyah is actually the one used to be the Kriya Satora on Tisha B'Av morning. So it's fascinating, even though this is Shabbos Nachamu that Aliyah Vayeschanan is read, the actual second Aliyah is the Aliyah read on the morning of Tisha B'Av. We'll soon see why. Let's take a look at a brief summary and then we'll look at some points to ponder. So there's a lot to talk about. Moshe first tells Israel that he's taught them all the laws and the statutes as Hashem commanded and he tells them to keep the Torah because it will be your wisdom in the eyes of the world. People look at you and say, what a wise nation this is. Hashem is close to them and all our callings out to Him. And, and they will comment on how righteous the laws of the Torah is. So the laws of the Torah seem to be that which makes us distinct and unique. Um, the nations will then, uh, the, uh, Moshe then also warns, it, warns them not to forget the laws of the Torah. He begs them not to forget the day they stood at Sinai at the base of the mountain, covered in smoke and darkness, when Hashem spoke to them. Through that fire, heard the words, and, but they did not see a vision. And Moshe wrote down the Ten Commandments. He, Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to teach Israel the laws that they will keep as they enter the land of Israel. And he warns them against making any pictures or images, male, female, bird, animal, insect, fish, any images that they saw at Sinai, warns against making in celestial luminaries, which Hashem gave to the nations of the world. Don't serve these images. And he reminds them that I, he, Hashem took them out of Egypt to bring them to his inheritance, to his land, Moshe reminds them that he was also a victim of the anger of Hashem on their behalf, and that's why he couldn't enter the land of Israel, and that they, he was going to die there, they were going to go into the land of Israel, and he warns them against idol worship. He then talks about the future, and he talks about the solid bonim of Nevonim. This is where the, um, the Kriya Satara of Tishrav starts. Because when you have children and grandchildren in the land, and you become complacent, and you forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you start making images of the, of the gods there. And Moshe brings to testimony against the nation of Israel, the heavens and the earth. And he says he will remove them from the land and spread them out across the nations as a minority in every nation they visit, if and when they sin. Unfortunately, even there they will serve sticks and stones. But finally, they will call out to Hashem with all their hearts after having found the troubles and adversities in their enemies' lands. At which point Hashem will listen to their voices and hear their calling because he, He will have mercy on Israel. And Hashem will tell them, and they seek out their heritage, they will wonder and say at this phenomenon, how is it possible that Hashem, the God of all, all powers, took them out of Egypt and brought them to Matan Torah? How is this possible? And they reinvestigate their heritage. And they'll come to the realization that the, that the power is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And that's why Hashem chose them. And at such point, they should take to heart in order to keep their commandments and return to the land. So it's really a story of the diaspora. It's a story of the journey of forgetting Hashem and being reminded of their heritage and listening to Hashem. That's a general summary of the Aliyah. Let's take a few basic points to ponder. Question number one is, what is this wisdom that is described that the Jew brings to the world, the nation of Israel brings to the world? The, the way the Pasuk describes it is that people will say, it's, this nation is so wise, Who's like this nation who's got God close to him? Who's like this nation who has these righteous set of laws? So what does this mean? Why? What are they looking in at? 
Ramban Nachman Izzi says that every nation has a legal code and social law. So why are they marveling at our legal code? So what makes us unique? So the Ramban explains that Hashem is explaining that what is unique is that Hashem affirms that he's part of the program. He is in the courtroom. As the judges try to adjudicate and apply the laws that he says in his Torah, he is saying, I am party to that experience. This is not simply a moral code for society created by humans. Rav Hirsch takes that one step further and he says, because in other societies moral codes and government laws and regulations are made based on human needs, those are in flux and they keep changing based on the needs of the time that need to be regulated based on the catastrophes and the concerns of that generation. But they change all the time. When it comes to the laws of the Torah, the law of the Torah does not change. Maybe there's some, some new applications and some new external regulations, but the core remains essentially the same. And that's because it was God-created, not human-made. This is not morality sucked out of somebody's thumb or moral reasoning. This is God logic. The Me'ashiloach, the Ishvitzer Rebbe, suggests, based on the Gemara in Shabbos, that this actually refers to the Soid Ha'ibor, that what's the wisdom that people are marveling at is the notion that the nation of Israel can be ma'aber the Chodesh, can add months, can add days to the month based on the, the, the court system, which means that Akash Baruch Hu brings into partnership the nation of Israel. They are part and parcel of that experience, of the experience of making the wisdom and making the times of the world. Now, it's, it's interesting to note that, as another question is, we hear the passage, Be very careful for your souls. What does that mean? The Ramban explains that this is spiritual, as you see by the continuation of the Pasuk, is don't make images. So guard yourselves not to make mistakes and not to be led down the wrong rabbit or armhole. Rabbi David Foreman points out that if you lo look at this entire parasha through the prism of two senses, you'll see a story being told. The one is vision and the one is hearing. And the parasha seems to be focused, and specifically in this aliyah, but even later on as well, on the notion that when we were at Matan Torah, we heard Hashem, we didn't see Hashem. And we have this, we as human beings have this um, weakness of trying to take something and give a snapshot, trying to recreate a visual experience. But a visual experience is sometimes misleading. You can see, although a picture tells a, a thousand words, but you can also misinterpret something if you just see something without the context. When you hear, it has to be sequential. You have to hear the entire speech. You have to hear the context around it. It's multiple sounds which add up to a larger picture or a larger idea. And the Torah is saying is, when you're at Har Sinai, you didn't see anything. You didn't see a Tamuna. So don't recreate Sinai through a picture. You heard it. I understand what you heard, which penetrates, so to speak, your mind as, as, as well. It is interesting, another interpretation of this verse, a little bit out of context, is as is taken in the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch tells us, that, the, that our body is, is part of our endowment from Hashem, so we have to look after it, and that's learned from Benishmartim. You have to be very careful for your soul, which means looking after our body as well, which is also an interpretation of this Pasuk. Another question, why does Moshe mention his downfall in the middle of this Aliyah? He, Moshe Rabbeinu is busy telling them about all this, all, all the laws and Hashem choosing them in Hassan, and then he says, and, and Hashem didn't allow me to let, let get into the land because of your sins. So the Ramban explains is that Moshe Rabbeinu has been nominated as the educator of these people. He's, he has the moral responsibility to keep these people in the thin and, and, and straight and narrow. And that being the case, he feels compelled to say, well, I'm not going to be able to be with you from months onwards. Remember, he's giving his last speech of his life. And if that's the case, I'm not going to be able to be holding your hand in the next generation. So I need to tell you now what's about to happen so you can do it right. And that's really the focus of this Aliyah.
Another question, when is this Golos going to happen? When is this exile that's described in this Aliyah going to happen? Rashi points out that the Gematria, the numerical value of the word Vin Noishantam, and you'll become old in the land, is 852, which is the amount of years that Israel was in the land of Israel before being exiled by the Babylonians as well. Another question, what triggers this walk down memory land? At the end of the parasha, it says, You're going to now ask about the, the earlier days and look back at your heritage and say, wow, is it is this is is this how is this possible that there was ever a nation who had this you know this this experience of Sinai and being extracted from another nation? What what caused that walk along memory lane? So the Gemara in Sanhedrin Dazai Zayinam Abayz tells us that there's going to come times in history when our Kadosh Baruch Hu will send us terrible terrible rulers who will hurt us and and bring us tremendous pain. That Hashem will set up Haman's during our history, and that will cause Israel to come back to what is good as well. That's the Gemara explains. The Das Zakenim, from the Baalei Atosos, explain that on the one hand, it's amazing to see that the nation of Israel survive. On the other hand, it's also strange that they are the constant pariah of, of, of society. Meaning to say, what we're supposed to look over here is the part of the wonder that looking back at Jewish cultures, on the one hand, they survive. On the other hand, they're always the downtrodden of that society. They always become the brunt of anti-Semitism in that society. And finally, one last fascinating point based on a very famous pasuk in this aliyah is um, after looking at the historical landscape and knowing that you come from a special nation who has unique experiences, you will know and return it to your heart. You see from here an interesting dialogue is whether a person changes because of intellect or because of emotion. And the heart is the emotion metaphorically and the mind is the intellect. And the, we say this pasuk in Aleinu every day, you'll know today that's intellect, so you'll return it to your heart, which means to say there's a, 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 a tiered process. First, it starts in the heart, there's an emotional spark, then there's more learning, and then there's a return to the emotional heart, which will be the way that a person practices. That's necessary. It's impossible just to be intellectual. There has to be some sort of stimulation, some moment of emotion which starts that process, and then it goes to the intellect. With this, we conclude a very complicated idea. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.